everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 327, being recorded on November 19th, 2014. I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walbreth. And I'm Alan Malmontano. It's another week. It's been another exciting, super, super exciting week. It's uh, almost Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I guess I should say we're probably not going to have a – we won't have a podcast next week. Probably I not. I totally forgot about no, that. I'm going to be gone. Yeah, I'll, I'll be hosting a card party if I can get anybody to show up uh, since I didn't start planning it until today. Um, and I'll have a nice peaceful job, a day job because there will be nobody working. Yeah, yeah, but think of all the great news you'll be able to post since nobody else will be around. <laughs> I'll be around throughout the day on Wednesday for sure, uh, but then Thursday is Thanksgiving, so we won't have Twitch either. Oh man, next week's going to be easy. Yeah. Ooh. See, if if you'd already done this a month ago, it'd be so much easier, right? <laughs> yeah, but then I'd be Canadian, and nobody wants that. We have enough Canadians on the show, I think. <laughs> Every once in a while, we've had two. We filled weird. our quota. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into stuff that has happened this week. Actually, first, we do record the show live, pcper.com slash live. Uh, we may change who streams the show to you there, but we are always streaming the show to you there. Uh, we do it Wednesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, if this is your first time joining us and you think it's cool, you can also go to pcper.com slash subscribe and fill out this little form. Uh, asks for your name and email address. And we send you an, uh, an email, obviously, uh, telling you when we are about to go live with our stream. I think it's something about an hour before uh, the show started tonight. And then also, if you want, uh, if you look over here on the right-hand side of our page, you can also see a link to a, a Google Calendar RSS feed. If you want to add that to Google Calendar or any other calendar, I think, uh, you can actually add it to there. So you will never miss any of our super awesome live streaming events. Um, we were planning on doing a Far Cry game stream this week, crap came up on Tuesday. Well, yep. let's see. Where was I Tuesday? Oh, I went to the Kentucky game Tuesday in Indianapolis. So that kind of put a wrench in things. But a good wrench. A really good wrench. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe try to do one mm, next week, Thanksgiving. Maybe Tuesday. I don't have anything going on in Tuesday anymore. So maybe then? I don't know. Why not Friday? Uh, I can even join in during the daytime. Yeah? Are you going to be home Friday? <laughs> Where else am I going to go? <laughs> well, I thought I thought you were going out of town. Uh, that would be next Wednesday. Oh, okay. You're talking about this Friday. This Friday. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, we can see what we can do. I'll be gone. We'll see. Yeah. Um, who needs Ken? Uh, let's uh, jump into the reviews. Josh, you did publish a review this week of the MSI 970 Gaming Motherboard. Yeah. Uh, it's an hey, a- you know, first before we get into that, Ryan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can sure. I get you another Diet Coke? Do you want a Diet Coke? No, I don't want you, another you, Diet you, Coke. You don't want another Diet Coke? No. You sure you're going to spend a lot of money on this car? They ask me if I want a Diet Coke and I have a Diet Coke sitting on the counter in front of me. <laughs> it probably means I don't want a Diet Coke. Probably. This one, well, this one, see here, this one's empty, but I have a, a Sam Adams to fill that one up. So There you go. Hey, you still got Oktoberfest? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, they're all gone here. Already? Already, it's a very popular. I bought a twelve pack, towns. and I just I only drink them in celebration of hanging out with you guys. Sure, Wait. that's a good idea. So anyway, uh, moving along, I did do a review of the MSI nine seventy gaming motherboard. Now, if you've been paying attention to the AMD marketplace, there hasn't been a whole lot going on in the AM three plus ecosystem. Yes, correct. A couple of months back, we did get 
uh, two small, a small refresh, really. The 8370 and 8370E. I think, what, the 8320E as well? But anyway, uh, these were not anything massive. They were just slightly clock and power optimized Vishera based uh, pile driver processors. And in the meantime, we have seen virtually nothing in the AM3 motherboard marketplace. Now, uh, I think, was it uh, ASRock came out with some? They, they, I think they, own, they produced the only 990FX M.2 enabled motherboard. But uh, MSI is doing something a little different. Well, they they thought here. that, hey, this marketplace needs a good shot in the arm. And so they did something kind of interesting. They took the AMD 970 chipset, mm-hmm. which, of course, is not supposed to support Crossfire or SLI. They slapped it on a gaming board hmm. that has a lot of gaming features that uh, you know are rather popular. And uh, they, they took it so that the price was below $100. You can get it anywhere from $89 to $99. And it's got all the fun things, like it's, it's got the better audio. Uh, it's got you know a higher uh, SNR. Uh, codec that uh, it, it's also got dual amplifiers apparently on this. Um, it's got the killer neck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not- you know, it's it is based on the Qualcomm Atheros chip, which is pretty good. Not yeah. as good as Intel, but it's close. Have you? Let, then, me ask, let me ask you a question real quick. Did you install the killer neck software with it? I did. Okay. This and is- it's not. This it's is, annoying for about the first five minutes, but once you kind of figure out how to stop a lot of the pop-ups and whatnot, yeah, it works fine. We, we've and had we've can, had an issue here. I don't know if I brought I don't know if I brought it up before, but I don't think so. and it's again, it's going to affect a very very tiny population of people. Um, but when you have it controlling, uh, what what was the checkbox like bandwidth? Um, bandwidth uh, monitor like bandwidth control, like where it yeah. kind of does its own QoS on the Windows side. Um, and you have a gigabit internet connection, <laughs> it does not let that function correctly. Like it's how bad does it throttle at that? It, like the, a lot. The, the default speeds, it, like it assumes your connections are are like a hundred by ten. Yeah. Oh, so it just doesn't have a gigabit. So like you can manually put it in, but even when we did, it was kind of like. Like, I knew I should be able to download from Steam in 100 megabytes per second, and we were yeah. not getting close to that, like 20s and 30s. It's probably just faster than it's programmed to be able to just handle. It might be. Like, it might be. So yeah. if you have gigabit internet service at your house, you may want to disable, like, the bandwidth control. That's actually a growing number, Nick, believe it or not. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, they've got those uh, those things. It's a nice-looking board. Uh, they have something like, what, one, two, three, four, six... Uh, no, I believe it is four USB 3.0 uh, slots, two on the back. Oh, yeah. Uh, two on the panel. Yep. Um, they have, you know, all their usual, you know, higher quality components. Uh, if you look at the parallel port and the USB ports, not the parallel, but the uh, say, PS2 the ports, uh, they're <laughs> the, you know, supposed special ports that have uh, thicker layers of right of uh, gold plating in there so that you can plug it in plug it out and still have really good electrical connectivity you know a lot of the things that they're putting on higher end boards i mean a lot of small but interesting type features and again this is only 99 bucks or 89 bucks depending on where you get it and 
so they've taken this 970 chipset and they have uh, used 30 third-party chips to be able to handle it running in Crossfire or SLI. So it takes the 1x16 and it converts it by to the, the 2x16. So it's almost like the 990X chipset that uh, AMD had released and is not terribly popular anymore. Uh, so you can run Crossfire SLI in this without a problem. Uh, I think it's it's two-way only. You got plenty of uh, PCI slots there, let me tell you. Um, so you think, great, this is a, a board that's kind of fully packed. It's feature packed. It'll be fantastic. Well, I mean, they, they had to cut corners to get it to the price point. And the biggest thing they did was they downgraded the, uh, the power circuitry from an 8 plus 2, which is kind of common for... Uh, AM3 Plus and higher-end boards in the AM3 Plus, and it's now a 6 Plus 2, which is something you kind of find on the A88X, you know, FM2 Plus mm. boards. Uh, if you look at those boards, the FM2 Plus, they're rated at 100, 110 watts. And so you think, well, 6 Plus 2 it may not really cut it. Well, MSI provided a FX9590 with this, and it's been running nonstop for three months now, doing plenty of benchmarks and games and everything else, and it hasn't skipped a beat. Uh, it's less mm-hmm. efficient if you go into the, the power and overclocking area. You can see as compared to a the Asus Cross Hair 5 Formula Z, these wonderful, wonderful names yeah. motherboard manufacturers give. Um, that one's a, a bigger board. It's got more components. It's got more power phases. That's about 20 to 30 watts more efficient at load mm-hmm. than this one. And so, interestingly enough, overclocking performance was just as good as that higher-end board. I mean, I was able to actually take um, the processor I had on hand and overclock it a little bit higher than that uh, Crosshair 5 Formula Z. But the difference was pretty minimal. Um, I did have one problem with this. After a while, it stopped recognizing. Well, it wouldn't even boot up if I had two DIMMs plugged in running at 2133 megahertz speed. If you remember the original Vachera launch, the top memory speed was 1866. Well, AMD's kind of relaxed some things. The motherboard guys have worked a little magic. And now it supports 2133 kind of right out of the box if you have one of the latest FX 8000 or 9000 series processors. So running a 2133, it wouldn't boot if there were two DIMMs in. You pop one DIMM out, boots up fine. Um, they provided me with a, a bit of BIOS or firmware if we're being... UEFI. UEFI. Uh, and it fixed the problem. And so I was able to plug in both, run it at 2133, uh, using the AMD AMP timings. Everything was smooth sailing after that. About the only other problem is that uh, real tech software just kind of stinks. Uh, it, it, no it, you know, when you go into the control panel and you adjust audio settings, sometimes they may take, sometimes they may not. And so I had a little problem when you'd plug in a headphone it wouldn't recognize it was there, but it would then mute uh, the back speakers, but it still wouldn't pump anything through the the headphones. And it would just was goofy 
finally, after three reboots and mucking about with all the different settings, it started to work as expected. Uh, one more quali- comment on the quality of the audio. It was better than average, but it wasn't great. I think uh, the Gigabyte G1 Sniper A88X that I tested before was a little bit better. It had a lot more punch to it. It was a higher power amp that they're using, and uh, the MSI one, it just doesn't get very loud. Right. So huh. these were kind of the smaller issues I had, but if you look at the board, it's still a good product, and it's dirt cheap for AM3 Plus processors. You, you, you pair that with a uh, FX6300 or 6350, and you've got an extremely nice budget gaming system with some nice features. So good board, got the uh, lowest award that we give. Um, but yeah, you just can't beat the price on uh, on what uh, MSI is giving you. Eighty nine dollars is pretty nice. It is, and it, it'll handle an eighty three fifty, but it won't handle the nine thousand series, right? Well, it officially, will? it does not handle the nine thousand. But I've been running the ninety five ninety in there for three right. months without a problem. Huh? Who oh, cares? And, it's, and it supports uh, the BIOS. It sees it, oh. runs it, where it's but it's not to. on. The, it's not on the uh, supported processor. The list. official, um, yeah, supported processor okay. list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how do you feel about the CMOS battery being blocked to secondly put a GPU in? Boy, it's it's awful. Worst worst placement ever. Mori is tearing <laughs> out the rest of his hair as we speak. It's unfortunate for Mori. Yeah, no discharge button though. No. Ah. Uh, another story that went up this week, Scott posted uh, a short editorial on what his experiences have been with uh, Windows 10. Rather than kind of step through this, I'd tell everybody to go to the website and talk about it. He talks about um, some of the new features, the updating process, like if you're updating from build to build. Yep. Uh, what, what You've been playing with Windows 10 for a little while, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you read through this? Do you, do you find any of the... They're just tweaking features, basically, but this is the kind of thing that they were saying that they were... Um at their initial press conferences and stuff like that, or their mm-hmm. initial events that they had for Windows 10, they were saying that, look, this isn't going to be like a regular, typical Windows beta in the past. Like, you wouldn't see Microsoft drastically change, like, UI stuff. After you'd have a, a beta installed. Like, once you saw a beta. By the time right. you got to a beta, even if you got, like, you know, found one of those that just came out on, on the underground or something and came across it, right? Mm-hmm. Chances are that was basically what you were going to get when it was final. Totally not the case here, right? There's a separate tab or a separate section of the update, the Windows update. Um, right, like where it's preview builds. Yeah, where basically you can specifically check for a new preview build, select how rapidly you want to do that. And a new build is totally different than just like a couple of Windows updates that came in. It's like things will work differently, right? Hmm. They might have changed the way the start menu works. They're eventually going to add in, I don't think it's in this build yet, but they're going to add in like the mode changing where basically it, if it's in, ta- if it sees that you're in tablet mode and don't have a keyboard, then it will switch to the Metro style stuff where yeah. you get the Metro screen when you hit the start button, right? Which is just like the button at the bottom of the tablet, right? Versus when you're in quote unquote desktop mode where it logs in and goes into straight huh. to the desktop okay. and bypasses that stuff and you get your start menu, right? That's supposed to be like a switchable thing, but it's not switchable yet. So that will probably come in like a, you know, another, another preview, preview build. builds, yeah. Gotcha. Huh, I kind of right. like that idea. It's like the best of both, right? Because like some people actually liked Metro for a tablet experience, right? It's like, hey, look, I just sure. have a touch screen. I, I don't want to try to fumble with the start menu. It's really kind of hard with the mm-hmm. just with your finger, right? Versus, you know, okay, now I'm sitting at a desk. I don't need, you know, I'm hooked up to a 30-inch panel. 
Uh, I don't really need a wall of metro tiles in front of me for me to choose with my mouse. You just need more tiles. No. Well, you get a heck of a lot of tiles on a 30-inch panel, but still, that's... Yeah. Uh, So check that out if you are curious what Scott has thought on it as well. Also up this week, Jeremy, you posted a story about uh, a couple of Inatech parts. Anything you want to mention about these? A hard drive enclosure, a Bluetooth speaker, fairly inexpensive little gadgets. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, that wasn't you? So this is one of my favorite little things. It is a ridiculously simple and easy two-and-a-half-inch hard drive enclosure. It weighs essentially nothing. It lives now in my laptop bag. So Hmm. if someone has a bad drive and needs someone to look at it, it's easier to get it in this and out again than it is to actually get it out of the damn laptop. In a tech, that sounds familiar. Did we look at we have uh, that one. It's an executoy company that's the, been around for a long uh, time. UASP oh. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is not the UASP model. They right. also have a UASP model. Right. I think it takes a price from about $16 to $19. Ooh. Uh, yeah. In which case, you've got like a ridiculously cheap, super fast thumb drive. Mm-hmm. It's a wee bit bigger, but you throw an SSD in there, and you're laughing. They were also kind enough. It's a dual mail plug, so... No particular USB plug that you need to hunt down and find. Huh. Nice touch, I thought, because I have so many of these lying around. It, it's nothing special, but at the same time, it's dirt cheap, and it's, well, in my opinion, a lot more reliable than some of the fancy USB enclosures that come with software and drivers and such that sure. end up corrupting your drive sooner or later. It, it kind of sounds like you absolutely positively need to have that cable with you, because... Like if oh, we I've had got mail to mail lying around everywhere. Do you really? You do? Yeah. What? I'm from? that kind of guy. <laughs> I don't think there's a single mail to mail metro. They're they're old. Like because they that's the way it used to be. Well, it was just mail to mail. There was no micro USB, mini USB. Yeah, there was USB B. Yeah, yeah. Usually the other end was a B. And I, yes, I mean, I've I, got I have seen crap loads cables. of those cables too. Huh. I wouldn't say I have a lot of them. I yeah. have more of the micro stuff now, but the USB three micro. Oh. Hardly, yeah, not, yeah, hardly. Yeah, any, no, yeah. those are stacking up, but I've still got an old bag and a couple of the extenders too, the male to female extenders. Yeah, it's it's just kind of handy as yeah in a, in a work environment, not at home where you've probably got newer stuff, but in a work environment where it's just like yeah, okay, here's old cable that nobody cares. Sure. And the second thing that they tossed me was this dual speaker, uh, wireless, Bluetooth cool. enabled, uh, handy thing with a kickstand. It's, it's kind of a tough stamp. pill to swallow, you know? And <laughs> it's got a groove, which yeah, balances everything from iPads to Blackberries. It is actually what, Blackberry what, compatible. Like, like what now? Wait, how does the groove balance? What's a black, what's a black bunny? Okay. That's the thing you're staring at. You can actually play it's music off of Blackberry? It's just deep enough that it in there. Yeah. Huh. It is Blackberry compatible. Huh. <laughs> and again, under $20, and for that price, it's actually got a brilliant amount of sound to it so it's got a rechargeable battery inside of it you recharge it via usb don't do it while you're listening to it they're not particularly shielded as well as maybe they could be so you will get a buzz (laughs) but (laughs) what do you expect but for the price it is utterly brilliant it is dead simple to use and it immediately pairs without a key i didn't have a chance to try this but i was desperately wanting to loan this to somebody and then try to connect to it to start sending secondary signals over it, see if we could do a little karaoke nice. off of this Bluetooth device. I think I think that's possible. Yeah. 
If, if you're looking for stocking how, stuffers, how much was the uh, the the enclosure again? Like twelve bucks, you said, or something? Oh, it, it, I, it was the second page that I put them down on, and of course, this was back when I wrote it. But sure, sure. Is that uh, when, is that when you're holding UASP? No. Okay. No, no had, I, I didn't the, get the, the UASP, UASP one. one. So uh, it's got to be like fifteen dollars or something. Yeah, yeah, it was literally fifteen dollars versus eighteen or nineteen. Thirteen ninety nine in the look at that. That's actually pretty good. It's four hundred seventy two reviews, four and a half stars might on Amazon. It, might as well buy three. Might as well buy three, and then yeah. the UASP one. Uh, wait, no, this that's one. not that. No. Uh, yeah, it, all the way to eighteen ninety nine. That one looks different than the one we were looking at. Yeah, we yeah, no, it is too. a slightly different model, which is also good, so that you know yeah. which one you're grabbing. Cool and. I mean, the the uh, speaker is currently, if I can find the link quickly here on the article, uh, it was selling at 26, and it still is selling at 26. Yeah. All right. Stocking stuffers indeed, or Canadian uh, Blackberry holders. Does does a Palm Pre work in that? Uh, (laughs) If it fits my Blackberry, I'm pretty sure that the Pre will go in there. So will the Pilot. Mm -hmm. No, only the HP Veer. Yeah. (laughs) The pilot that can hold one MP3, maybe. <laughs> a very lossy one. Yes. For readers and viewers continuing to look for that high power power supply. Oops, well, look at that. I didn't do that on purpose. How arc, about a high welding. power pow, power supply? It's a high power power supply from High Power. <laughs> Called the Astroglide? Uh, the Astro GD. They left out the L and the I and the E. The Astro GD 1200 watt, fully modular. 1200 watt power supply so it comes apart it it just has a totally different style than other power supplies do the the high power brand atx connectors are modular yeah that's full that's what fully modular means but why fully so you can route them i guess so you can arc weld it with a uh with a custom harness yeah, because you don't need the ATX connector if you're going to arc weld so now you can just disconnect all the extraneous cables yeah yeah Twelve hundred watt continuous DC, eighty plus gold, silent design. Uh, automatically adjusts between silent and cooling modes. Fan turns on when it needs it. Um, Two hundred forty dollar MSRP. So it's still pretty high up there. But for twelve hundred watt power supply, it's kind of in line. It's got OCP, OVP, UVP, SCP, OTP, and OPP. <laughs> Are you yeah, down? You know, down with the OCP. Are you down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down with. I'm more down with the UVP. Figure that one out. Uh, oh. But you know, you definitely don't like to under It's got it's got all those things that list it right there, um, and then I like to look inside power supplies. So I want to want to do that. Nope, nope. There's the ooh. Look at the look at the, the fan blade texture there. on the fan blade there. If you like to look oh. inside power supplies, you should just unscrew some and start touching them. Actually, yeah. are those golf ball dimples on the power exactly. supply? Exactly. Yes, it's it exactly improves airflow. It does by inducing turbulence. Yeah, get some extra spin, and it, and, and supposedly should, lowers noise, and it should make them quieter. Yeah. Interesting. Genius. It's yeah, only it taken how long? I put hmm. golf balls in my power supplies all the time. So constantly, I hit them. You can't just yeah. drop a golf ball in the PC it and makes make it the fan quieter. One a bet. Well, <laughs> it does make it quieter. It we have Chi Chi Rodriguez go and hit one. <laughs> yeah, and then hit himself in the junk. That's pretty good. That was pretty funny. Uh, so there's the inside of that power supply. Uh, a lot of, a lot of coil wine possible in there, but apparently not. It's a pretty good drive or pretty good power supply, I guess. Um, did get a silver award. Weaknesses are higher AC ripple and noise on the DC outputs. Silent fan mode isn't really si- silent, just quiet. Uh, the fans do spin all the time, apparently. Three year warranty, which uh, is a yeah, little bit on the, the low thing. side. Yeah. 
Um, but it it did did meet all the other kind of. It is quiet, fully modular, flat ribbon style cables are nice. Well, I guess it depends on what you what you're looking for, but um, and uh, it was currently selling for two twenty four on Newegg. So gold and black, black and gold, black and yellow, something. And it was yeah. Uh, onto the Corsair Neutron XT. This is a new SSD from Corsair with a new controller from Fizon. Uh, it is not available yet. This is kind of like a preview piece of yep. kind of a new controller, I guess. Yeah, Corsair, Corsair said, hey, this is coming. We're not, it's not on the market yet. Did they say when? Uh, they said they were going to firm up prices like it was... I don't know what did they say December I think I, like that. I'll say December sure. yeah it was like an they they emailed us and said uh, I don't know if that was not supposed to be said but it'll be December. no they just said they, okay. they said around December they didn't give like an exact date um, so I mean it's coming soon right I mean a month from now it seems reasonable yep. given that the drive is basically like done right so we've seen Fizon controllers in uh, a lot of SSDs recently yes this is a new controller this is a new yes this model of controller is unseen in any other SSD. We actually saw the controller. I saw it at the uh, Flash Memory Summit on display. Fizon had a little booth there. The 3110. Yeah, 3110. 8-channel quad-core processor end-to-end data path protection. Sounds awesome. Yes. So SSD power management. It's a quad-core, but the thing they're doing differently is... Part of this is me kind of assuming, but they were claiming that like three of the cores are dedicated to background garbage collection kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of cores for that. But that seems to kind of leave one core for actually doing the stuff, the, the current stuff. Why would they right? need so many cores to do? I, I don't. I'm not sure. Maybe they, they maybe the other cores can do that during act, like while it's active. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. But basically, uh, so it's it's a recent generation controller. Obviously, brand it's brand new. Uh, sequentials, pretty darn good. It's rated at up to 560 read and 540 write. Sure, but those are always like okay, how close does it get to those? It, Relatively close. Basically, it pretty much saturates SATA. Okay. I mean, um, it did like in our file creation and file copy test. Uh, there was actually a couple of places in the file copy, I believe, where it beat uh, even the 850 Pro. Hmm. So okay. it's like right up there when you talk about bulk kind of just sequential throughput stuff. You're just moving files around. You're right. maybe you're scrubbing very large video. Right, that kind of thing. You're editing video. You want to have just kind of like I'm. I'm assuming this is going to be kind of on the cost-effective side because the Neutron SSDs haven't really been like, you know, powerhouse SSDs flagship, in the past and flagship. Ones, right. Yeah. Um, so this might actually be pretty good if your if your purpose is that. Um, however, when we got into the random I/O kind of testing, uh, it kind of hits a wall once the QDEF gets to four, and it basically just levels out at that point. Okay. Um, your graphs look like they glow. Uh, they kind of do. If, if you do a neon light or a black light, will it really pop out at you? Actually, then you'll see it, the you four. You'll see the four other devices that we tested, but were <laughs> hidden. And and you they're actually to, devices that are NDA, and we can't talk yes, about. Yes, you need to. But if you, you, but sh- if you have the secret, you decoder, look at it. If you have the secret secret decoder black light, yes, then you, you can, then you can see. The, yeah, I'm going to go stuff. and post those uh, those graphs in okay. my gaming room. Which has my pinball machine. There you go. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. And some old Pac-Man tabletop. Get some... If you do blacklight posters, they need to have mm-hmm. the felt, like the uh, fat, like it, the... Uh, exactly. Yep. Can you do that uh, Can you render? make your graphs like that? Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, so about the random performance. Uh, so as you rack up, you know, queues or queued commands on a drive, you're doing multiple things at the same time, right? 
Now, we always say that, uh, you know, the general place where you tend to operate is Q-Depth 1 to 4, maybe 8. As a consumer, kind of the As, low side tends to be more important than the high side. Yes. And this drive performs well on the low side, mm-hmm. but then it does not continue to ramp up as you would normally expect. It kind of levels off early, yeah. right? Uh, which is weird because... This right here. These, you, this. Yeah, that blue line there, it kind of levels off and it almost... It's like it's it, actually uh, lower than all the other ones. Yeah, it's lower than everything else. But if you look at Q-Depth 1 and 2 and maybe for yeah. i mean it's actually Four's doing it's actually doing well right so the way an ssd works with just hit, getting those general workloads applied to it is mm. ones that are faster early will tend to shallow the queue in other words they'll blow through those commands so quickly that the queue never gets to to grow really right. high the problem is that if you were doing something like uh booting up into windows something where you just have a bunch of stuff launching at the same time right once if if you have a drive that levels off early it will not perform as well as another drive that starts off at the same rate, one, two, and four Q-depths. Mm-hmm. But then if it continues to climb, right, it's going to be able to continue to accelerate, if you will, as it really gets a bunch of stuff stacked on it. Gotcha. Whereas this one doesn't, um, which is kind of weird, right? Um, so it's kind of a mixed bag, really. Uh, sequential performance, very, very impressive. Um, there's some other there's things we didn't go into on this review specifically because they're not really applicable to test so to speak but this is supposed to be able to do some kind of a compression with really compressible workloads but by compressible i mean just a repeating pattern of bytes which is not right. anything that you tend to write or read from an ssd normally so it's kind of a moot point to specifically it'll, test for it'll that. also be interesting to see like in december when they actually launch these devices have they made any changes, yeah. right? And when we get our hands on the whole assortment of capacities, right? How does how does the capacity scale? Oh, and that's the other that's the other thing to bring high. up. That's actually a very important point. Uh, the lowest capacity of this is a two forty. They don't go to a one twenty. Mm. Okay. Um, right. However, small SSD like that, anyway, that said, that said, most other SSDs, even at the two forty point, start to start to see that hit on okay. like write speeds being limited. Yep. Not the case here. This is 256, so... Yeah, this is 256. Yeah. 256, 240. Same class. It's like like 38-inch class TV. Right. I got you. So, and the performance from uh, their own specs that they gave us Mm -hmm. early on, uh, the 256 actually performs better than the other two. Like it's not yeah. a huge, it's not a huge difference. It's just that like the controller is only so fast, so the random I/O drops off very slightly as you increase the capacity all the way up to like nine hundred. Gotcha. Right. Um, yeah. So kind of weird, right? But interesting stuff. Uh, so we don't have any reward, award, or conclusion on this really because yeah. we don't know pricing, and that's obviously for SSDs one of the most important parts about it. Right, uh, especially you know, seeing where it is performance-wise, it would need to be in the mid-range yep. or lower price point to really be, I think, attractive. Um, Actually, this is a 240. I need to update the charts. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Typo. Ah, typo. One typo changed all the charts. Darn it. Yeah, you lose. I lose. Well, you totally screwed up that cost per gig. Oh, man. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Good thing there's no pricing. That's probably where I would have caught the error, but oh. <laughs> since there was no pricing. There was a divide by zero error, so we yes. missed it. Uh, anyway, so that's the uh, Neutron XT. We'll talk about more of that in December before CES. Yeah. Let's move on now. Uh, NVIDIA 
when they launched the GTX 980 970, it talked about a feature called MFAA, Mother F and AA, <laughs> or otherwise what is actually known as multi-frame sampled anti-aliasing. Now, what was interesting about it is uh, at the editor's day where they're talking about it and teaching us all about this technology, they spent a healthy portion of time on MFAA, right? They talked about how it worked and how its visual quality would be close to 4X MSAA. And how it would work on everything? But its performance penalty would be close to 2X MSAA uh-huh. and that it was going to be a very compatible thing because it was actually done kind of in post, Yep. right? Uh, so it should just work on everything. It should. Uh, well, so they, they obviously had issues with it because when the when the cards launched in September, yes, September, um, MFAA was not in the driver. Yep. And it wasn't until this week that we got MFAA driver at all enabled, mm-hmm. right? So this was 344.75, which is now publicly available. It was the driver they released for uh, Dragon Age Inquisition and Far Cry 4 performance stuff. Um, so uh, we, we've talked about before, the, the idea of MFAA is to... Uh, dynamically change the sample points on each pixel for anti-aliasing in consecutive frames. Yep, alternating. Not alternating, random. Oh, it is random? I thought it- it's It's pseudo-random. Huh, because the way they described it kind of sounded like every other yeah. frame. It's, it's, but the thing is, it's kind of programmable as well, so they okay. can change it. Or, they can do whatever or, pattern they, do whatever they, want. they want. right? Yeah. So think- it's maybe fudging anti-aliasing. Well, it's kind of like... <laughs> that's what the MF is. <laughs> yeah. So the idea, right? So, you know, 2X MSAA, multi-sample AA, is that you look at two points on a pixel and you determine whether or not it's color one or color two, yeah. you know, based on those points. And then the more points you have, the more accurate of a ratio you could make on should, what what shade should it be between those sure. colors, right? So if you go from two to four points, you improve the anti-aliasing capabilities. But when you do that, you actually are, you know, you are impacting performance it's not double the cost necessarily but you're impacting performance so what they decided to do was what we have seen other companies do and even nvidia in the past and in some kind of temporal aa is you you mean amd both companies have done this in the past but with non-programmable and yeah more uh, supposedly less compatible methods um you take you know two points for frame one. You take two different points for frame two. You take two different points for frame three. And as you do that, you kind of intelligently blend those results together. It's like a running temporal average. Kind Correct. Of thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the you know the that that's the idea, right? You get this kind of running average of what that pixel should be, mm-hmm. and you're going at so many frames per second. So um, that affects you yeah. know how you know they have an algorithm that needs to determine how fast. Are you moving? How fast is the scenery in that pixel changing? How yep. many how many frames back do we want to even include data from? So basically, they can do a running average quicker than they can do the double the work on each pixel. That's the idea. Is, is the yeah, idea, that's the right? idea. Right now, so the the when when they talked to us about it at first, you know, they were showing a static scene. Yep, and the discussion after the fact was, well, in a, in, a, in a perfectly static scene then you will essentially have identical quality to 4X MSAA, but at the performance of 2X MSAA. Okay. As you move across the screen, you both affect the performance capability of it and the image quality of it. Right. But you will never go below the image quality of 2X 2X, MSAA or the performance of 2X MSAA. Makes sense. Right? Yeah. Um, Sounds great. 
sounds reasonable, and it actually worked fairly well in our testing. The problem is, is that uh, it's limited today to 20 games, hmm. right? Um, Assassin's Creed, Unity, and Black Flag, Battlefield 4. There's a list on the website you can see here. You know, games like Dirt 3, some of the older ones, Dirt Showdown. Uh, but you got Crisis 3 in there. You got Just Cause 2. That's an old one. You got Titanfall, uh, and there's other games in here missing, like the Call of Duty games, or I don't know, like Far Cry 4. It's just weird that it's they, a whitelist instead of just. You know, so just it is. Doing it. It's a whitelist. So when you go into the control panel to enable it, it's 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 just another line item in Nvidia's increasingly growing complicated control panel yeah. uh, for multi-frame sample data. And you turn it on, and then it's silent after that. If it detects a game where you uh, want it, can use it, it will enable it. And you and have you, to... You have no way of knowing if it did it or not. You have no way of knowing if, if you're doing it. That's kind of... Right? Yeah. But the idea is, you then, so once you have MFAA on, you go into, like, Crisis 3, and instead of turning on 4X MSAA, you turn on 2X MSAA in the game. Oh. And when you enable 2X MSAA, it's actually doing 4X MFAA so because it, the control panel is So doing if it. it can do it, right? it will do it. Correct. But you have to set it to 2X. You don't have to. If you set it to 4X, then you're going to do 8X MFAA, which will give oh, you really? essentially the quality, close to the quality of 8X MSAA, but for the performance of 4X. 4X. Huh. Um, so that, it'll work that, that way. It, it doubles it up. Yeah, I didn't even know there was an 8X. Yep. yep. Huh. And, and so when it does work, it's, it's seamless to the game. The game has no idea what's happening. NVIDIA is kind of programmatically in RAM changing yeah. where those sample points are and it's doing the blending in ram because it's, like, it's kind of interesting right like if you use fraps or an in-game screenshot tool it doesn't work yeah you get the per, the pre you get the pre-blended A-A'd. version of that frame you would yeah. see 2x msaa essentially okay right so we had to use our uh like frame rating capture system to re- we re- use it to record basically. video anyway for yeah. our performance testing and we just took screen grabs from that raw and compressed video to show the, the differences here. So uh, if we look at some of these uh, image quality comparisons, um, for example, uh, let's go to this one first. I think this one's the best. So on the left, you have 2X MSAA. In the middle, 4X MSAA. And then 4X MFAA on the right. So Just consider that as you look. Uh, so you can see here, 2X versus 4X. You can clearly see a difference in these lines. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, 2x versus 4x, and clearly see a difference between those two, the left and the center sh- uh, screenshot. Yeah. Uh, but when you look here, right, this is 4x MFAA versus 4x MSAA, yeah. and you're and standing, close. you're standing still there, so it was no. able to. No, you're moving. Oh, but not quickly, right? Uh, I mean, it depends on your definition. I would say not quickly, because it needs to here. see it for at least two frames. Mm-hmm. You know, for it to have yeah, but I mean, rate. again, if you're running at 50 frames per second, yeah, it's pretty quickly. It's, it's it's pretty quick. Yeah, uh, this is one from uh, uh, what is this one from? Grid two again, two X MSAA, four X MSAA, four X MFAA on the far right, and I'll scroll up here. And if you pay attention to like these crossbar support beams, two X versus four X, clearly a, uh, a good difference there. And you take four X MFAA versus. Uh, 4x msaa there again they're they're pretty close it, it might be hard to tell on the stream uh, and obviously listening to the audio version it's impossible to tell uh so go go check out those screenshots uh and then there's like uh this one here is probably the worst case scenario not the worst case but is not as um as good a result right you got 2x msaa and kind of pay attention to the line along the top of this um drainage pipe, pipe that we're walking across there uh and you can see the difference the inc- the, the improvement to 4x but if you look at 4X MSAA, it's actually closer to 2X 
yeah. MSAA quality than 4X MSAA quality. So. so what did the performance actually, like, did it actually perform at 2X? Or? Uh, it's better. It, it's close, right? So if you look at Grid 2, you know, there's not a huge difference here to begin with. Between the green line being 4x MSAA, the black line being 2x MSAA, it's, and it's the almost orange like, line new one. It's almost like you don't even have to worry about it. But it's there. In some games, you don't, right? Yeah. Like, especially if you're running over 90 frames per second or whatever. But like Battlefield 4, you're looking at the difference between 50, I don't know, 3 versus 60. And with MFAA, you're getting closer to that 60 than you okay. are to the 50. Yeah. And then Crisis 3, it's, even, it's, it's the best case. It's actually very but true. But you saw the quality. Do you have the, the worst. It was quality. the best case, but the, yeah, the worst quality, right. yeah. So I, I, think it's, I think it's a worthwhile feature to enable because the, the worst case you're going to have is, the, is the, what I would do if I were an NVIDIA, if I had a 970 or 980, because keep in mind, this is all, that's all it works on. Yeah. Um, I would just turn on MFAA and then set my settings normally, right? If to, I, to 2X or well, something. Well, to whatever, right? Like if oh. you're comfortable with the performance at 4X AA, then you're going to get potentially better image quality. Yeah. Um, but if you're not comfortable with that 4XAA performance and you happen to scale it down to 2 mm-hmm. and you get better quality and better performance, then great. Uh, but for the majority of games out there, obviously it's not going to do anything. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they haven't really said why. They basically are... are th- I think the real truth is that they are finding, uh, in particular games, where the alternation, the kind of random, pseudo-random alternating... AKA stochastic like yeah like Ooh. it's you think it results in flicker I think or something? I think you're seeing shimmering no. or flickering or no. some kind of visual distortion that maybe they didn't see at first but now they're starting to pick up on yeah and so they're kind of going through games one at a time to figure out which ones have those and which ones don't yeah. um, which and I don't mean this sucks. is a dig but it's nice to see that they didn't it by default. There was another feature that came out a few years ago that was enabled by default. And again, I don't mean it as a dig. It's just uh, nice that they didn't. Yeah. What, what, which one are you talking about? Go ahead Des- and say it. Tessellation. Uh, when well, AMD first put out the uh, Catalyst with the Tessellation uh, oh. enabled, it was enabled by default. And a lot of people never realized that, which is why they were complaining that they were getting a lot worse performance than they thought they would. Yeah. So it is good that they disabled it, and now they're sort of saying, oh, if you're running this app, then enable it. Otherwise, don't. They're up to 20 now. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, They're up to 20 games now? They're at 20. (laughs) They're at 20 games here. And they're not even, like, the 20 most modern games, right? So Dirt 3. Dirt 3. F1 23. Everybody's got a copy of it. Far Cry 3 is on here, not Far Cry 4. How about Far Cry 2? Just Cause 2, Saints Row the 4. That's fairly new. I guess that's like, like what, a yeah. year and a half ago or something like that. Splinter Cell Black. I, you know, like, you know, whatever. It's, it is what it is. They know that they need to improve it. I think they made a huge deal about MFAA, and I have, I have this kind of sinking feeling that what's going to happen is this is going to be another one of those features that's kind of like, hey, remember when they did that? Yeah, it just sounds like type of thing. It just sounds like there's a lot of overhead with them trying to keep it implemented or implement it. Like if you have to have a whitelist like that and be testing. Yeah. You know, it just uh, Yeah. All right, next we're going to move on to a Plex Tour SSD, the M6 Little E. Little E. Uh 256 gig SSD. This is actually a 256 gig Yes. SSD. Okay. Not not a 240 type. Uh, but this one's interesting because it is 
uh, PCI Express, but it looks funny. It's kind of a funny look. Yeah, because it's just an interposer card, which is like an adapter card, which just has uh, M.2 SSD on it. Is it directly connecting the pins from here to here? Uh, pretty much, except for a little power supply thing, because... Okay. PCIe has 3.3 and 12, and I'm thinking the M.2 uses 5, maybe. Okay, so it's doing a little bit of power conversion. There, yeah, it's got to do something. There's a little power converter on it. Why are you such an interposer, Alan? Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, so this is what, I, I do want to point this out. This is what the SSD looks like if you install it into a desktop system that doesn't have M.2. It comes with the interposer, right? Yes, it comes with that card. Uh, uh, that, that one runs more expensive. Than the other model that's shown on the screen. Because you have to get the card. Uh, yeah, and it's weird because of the pricing, it's not the exact same amount more in dollars to switch from yeah, the M.2 yeah. to the... Yeah, I know, it's weird. Pricing is um, No, is that just me or is that the worst placement for a drive ever? This one? No, this is great. That's great. Vertically on the motherboard? It takes the least up no space. space. You can yeah. still You're not going to snap board. that off the next it has, time it has a, there. That's what this metal bracket is for. Notice yeah, there's a metal this, bracket. This, this bracket here is metal. This is a feature on the Asus in. board. Yeah, the bracket okay. screwed into the bottom, and Realize, this listen, is attached to the top. If Mori won't run into the heatsink, the huge heatsink that's on the CPU, and crack the die, then he won't run into this SSD and bend it. I would say this would be the last thing I would install in the system. Yeah, but this is this is the use case for an M.2 PCIe and like a, yep. a desktop that supports it. So. Now, so what's interesting about this SSD in particular? Well, first, there's a weird word of caution if you like are kind of thinking you're future looking and you're like well my next motherboard's going to have m.2 my current one doesn't i'll just buy this pcie one and then i'll just take it off of the card and i'll just stick it in my new motherboard that i'm going to get for christmas yeah if you do you're going to avoid the warranty because that's where they stuck the void warranty void uh label oh right here it's bridging between the edge of the i don't know why because it's just an m.2 ssd like i don't understand what like what uh, warranty could, there is to void. You could argue your way like, out of that. That's fine. Yeah, probably. I mean, I hope. I don't know. I, I'd be kind of Wait, upset. Does does the M.2 version ship with the warranty sticker? No. Then how the hell would they know? Uh, uh, if you bought you, the you M6E. You bought a serial number that's going to... You bought a serial number that's an M6E. Maybe. As opposed to the M.2. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. So what, what's so it's a, it's a PCI Express controller, right? It's not a Correct. SATA controller. It is a version of a Marvell controller okay. that is native PCIe, but it's using the M.2 PCIe, so it's PCIe uh, let's see, for this one it is 2.0 by 2. Okay. Okay. So it's like the first version of an M.2, or a, of a P- native PCIe Marvel controller. It's rated at up to 770 megs read 580 or 625, depending on which capacity you get write speed. Yep. So and, and the definitely man- going past SATA 3. It's going past SATA specs. 3, but that link is only um, 1 gigabyte per second. 1 gigabyte total. per second versus 600 megabytes per second of SATA right. 6 gigabit, right? So this so. isn't quite reaching that 1 gigabyte per second. It's not. It's not. But, um, it's, but it's up there. It's, it's more like the controller just has its own internal, you know, you're hitting sure. bottlenecks elsewhere, basically. Gotcha. But still, you are going faster than SATA. Yep. Obviously, right? And it's a pretty decent Marvell controller. Um,. You know, so it definitely has that going for it. Sequentials are good, you know, and not super spectacular, but they're, you know, definitely faster than any SATA drive that we tested, right? Um, random performance was pretty good. Um, we, we were comparing it. I threw in, like, Revo drives and, like, you know, the G-Skill Phoenix Blade and stuff because they might 
at this price point kind of sort of be competitors? I mean, it's it seemed unfair to put them together because you have a quad SSD RAID on sure. a PCIe card that has way more uh, interface throughput and everything like that. But if you look at these graphs, all of those other really super beefy fire-breathing you know, PCIe alternatives right now, as it stands, uh, are using Sandforce, which has a whole bunch of latency per I.O., and uh, at the lower Q-depths, okay. do not perform anywhere near as well as this M6 EDA. So if we look at uh, a- any an, of an anonymer file here for file server, like for look example. Like, at, look at web server. That's pure reads. Okay. okay? So see how... The, These, this group at the bottom here, this is the G-Scale Phoenix Blade, the Revo Drive 350, and the Revo Drive 3X2. Yep. They start down here they low. Start, they get real high. They do ramp up way high, but they not until... so high. You have to get like to a Q-depth of like 16 or up mm-hmm. in order to get that high, right? Okay. Whereas well, this Plexter is this blue line right here. Yep. And the Plexter, there's an awful lot of area between those two lines. In other words, that, one, that M6C two, is much higher even. at 124. Yeah. So... Uh, granted, the M6E will level off sooner, but it will shallow its Q, like we were talking about earlier, much sooner. It would never even get to a Q depth of 16 mm. with the same workload put mm. on you know, those other drives. And it would have handled those, all those IOs much, much quicker. Interesting. Right? Um, so yeah, it seems like an all-around very very good drive. I like the fact that it's M.2 also. I like the fact that you could put it in a laptop conceivably. if it, You, know, you could have very, all very right. good performance out of a laptop. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, or a desktop system that has these M.2. Uh, what are we at pricing-wise? Uh, so you've got it up before I do. I do. I'm always, I'm always way ahead of you. We way ahead of me. M62. So the M.2 version is a little bit cheaper than the PCIe version. Right. A little bit different how much. It, more ver- it varies is. by capacity. <laughs> so the 256-gig version we tested was $270 for the PCIe with mm-hmm. the PCIe interposer. And two hundred thirty-five. If you did not get that, yep. So you're paying thirty-five bucks. That's kind of a lot for that piece. It's, of it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not as compared not to as, the Revo. Oh, in in pricing. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's way cheaper yeah, than I mean, a Revo. If you get the most expensive version of the M6E PCIe, you get five hundred twelve gigs for four hundred sixty dollars. It's ninety cents a gig. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Whereas the uh, similarly class, let's see, four hundred eighty gig. Phoenix Blade will be seven hundred dollars, and the four hundred eighty gig uh, Revo three fifty is eight hundred dollars. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's a significant difference right there for sure. It is right, and considering it, I mean th- those other guys, yes, they can say that they have this insanely high throughput for sequentials, mm-hmm. and you will get that right if you used if you were doing nothing but like video scrubbing of really high bitrate video, that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, those. It might actually be kind of a wash because, like, the I/O latency is so high, it might not actually be able to get to that max speed mm. just for that one thing that you're running, right? Right. Um, so it's kind of like a hit, a hit and miss thing there. I overall, for overall performance, I would probably lean more towards this to, this to Plexter as opposed to those raids of four Sandforces. As much as I like a you know a quad Deathwish raid zero <laughs> SSD thing, uh, I would. Go just go for the single M.2. Just the native cool. PCIe stuff seems faster. I'd kind of like to see that on the uh, MSI 970 j- uh, Josh had. But what, I, what I'd really like to see is a Marvel controller um, using NVMe, because this is still using SCSI, right? Could, you, um, you could use NVMe through like an interposer like this too, right? Like you could... In theory, that's it. It's the the, the controller that. would have to support NVMe, yeah, and this okay. does not. 
right? Um, but the bonus to just as being, it being recognized as a standard SCSI device, there's no driver for this. Hmm. It uses a standard Windows inbox store port, you know, SCSI driver, and it just works. Hmm. So you can do your Windows install. You don't need a driver. It's bootable, yeah. right? Real simple. Bootable. Bootable. Yep. All right. Uh, we've got uh, the show's going long. We've got a lot of things we're going to get through here. Let's start with uh, a couple of NVIDIA Shield Grid mobile tablet something or other updates. Um, NVIDIA. Are you going to sing Lollipop? Lollipop? Lollipop. Oh, Lollipop. Uh, I'm surprised I haven't heard that anywhere. Boom, you haven't heard that anywhere yet? Well, like it has been brought oh, up oh. along with this with this launch at all. No, I'm not going to sing that, but it's thank copyright. you, Josh, for... for yeah, well, you've got a lovely you voice. You should really, really develop that. You, yeah. you just got us yanked. Thank God for that. <laughs> uh, Josh just yanked us. So the first thing... Um, <laughs> NVIDIA has... That's not a lollipop, fully released, fully released grid. It is apparently no longer in, quote, beta anymore. It is a fully released product. Uh, Wait, what uh, is Grid? Grid game? is their streaming gaming It's gay-related oh. immunodeficiency. That thing. <laughs> nice. Uh, it is playing games that are rendered on a, on a server farm somewhere. Streaming oh, yeah. You. That's that thing where they showed like a 42U rack worth of Correct. stuff. And, Correct. Yeah. Um, Render farm for games. So they've launched it, and it's been, it's been updated and improved uh, for the games that it has, the tech that it has. And basically how it how it works overall. So it's it's no longer just a handful of games. They're up to twenty games, uh, including let's see. Well, I think it's twenty. They got like Batman, Arkham Asylum, and Arkham City, Borderlands one and two, Dirt two. That's even older than Dirt three. We're talking about four. The original Grid, Saints Row the third. It's even worse than the MFAA list. Witcher two, trying to until you find out that these are all free. As long as you have uh, a Shield tablet or a Shield portable. Yep. And so grid works on grid. It does. Wait, what? Yes. Okay. Grid, it, and then grid, your grid works on grid. Then you're undefined, but only the first grid. Um, you know what? My experience is I, I updated to I updated our uh, Shield tablet sample to Lollipop Android 5.0, installed the new grid uh, application, ran through some testing on this, and it actually it is an improved experience over what it was before. Now you actually have a login. You can just use one of your Google accounts for it. So it mm-hmm. has your saves. It actually will. I've confirmed this. I don't think I put this in the store yet. Um, you can have those saves across multiple devices. So oh, if, you, if, if you had, yeah, if you had a Shield portable, like the original Shields, and you bought a Shield tablet, you could, in, in theory, kind of, you know, play, you know, play some uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Pick up where you left pick off Pick up where you left off, some, you know, somewhere else, right? Yeah, so pretty cool. Uh, it's neat. I don't know how many people that actually applies to that are going to have multiple Shield devices they want to play grid service <laughs> through. But as it gets bigger, that's, that's cool that they're able to do that. Grid service is still free as well through, they have said, at least through June of 2015. Okay. They're going to add one game per week to Grid until June 2015. Really? Yep. That's, that's, that's what they say. Pace. Now, I don't know what quality of games we're talking about, <laughs> but they will add a game a week for Laser that. Laser Suit Larry. I, that would be great. X-Wing. Yeah, X-Wing. X-Wing and TIE Fighter. Let's do it. Do it. Uh, that would be great that's with the controller and everything. You know, it's... What's that Depression one? Gamergate. Uh, Are they going to do... The Can you do text-based adventures over Grid? Rogue. Yeah. Sork? <laughs> Castle. Why not? 
the interface is a little bit better as well. The image quality seems pretty good. And again, I tested it on our gigabit service here at the office, but I also took it home and played it on our Time Warner 30 mm-hmm. megabit stuff, and it, and it seemed to work really well there. Uh, you know, a game like The Witcher 2, very in, impressive graphically when you played it on a PC. Yeah. All these games are being rendered at 720p over the over the over the grid service, right? And just being streamed to you. But it still looked really good. So what it about really the delay? Uh, it's still there, but it's so physics is still a thing. If right? physics is still a thing, it's, like there's there's still, still latency. Takes, yeah. Um, which probably explains why like Borderlands one and two were kind of the only first person shooters involved. Yeah, so they're not going heavy on the well, I mean, although grid, like so it's a driving sim, you yeah, kind of need with to... racing games and uh, a lot of third person games, I have found that and even like Street Fighter Four, for example, yeah, I have found that it's not you can that compens- big of a you can yeah. compensate for it. Like yeah. when you're racing, you know there's a you turn can coming. See the turn coming. Yeah. You can adjust when you turn. Like now, if something were popping out at you, you know, or somebody you know comes up behind you very quickly and like tries to to bump you or something like sure. that, your reaction time is going to be lower on that because of it. Uh, the requirement they have on it is uh, home network with 60 millisecond or less ping time to a grid server. Okay. Um, and they're located in Oregon and Virginia. So it shouldn't be Ashburn too hard to get within a 60 unless just to... Yeah. Unless whoever's between you and them. The what? Say what? Does it run on live? I don't know what that... What do you mean? Does it on, live? on live? Oh, oh. Does it run on live? <laughs> Not does it run on live. Uh, no, and thank God. <laughs> but... It was cool. It's neat. If you have a shield device, you can update that and continue to try that for free. Uh, also, we'll go. We'll touch on this real, real quick. Nvidia Shield tablet updated to Android 5.0. Lollipop is out there. Uh, is they were like the first one, right? The first they tablet were like to get it or something. Third or second. So the uh, Nexus Nine shipped. Oh, with it, it had Lollipop. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think this might be the first tablet after that to get a, like an upgrade. Yeah, right? yeah. It was a phone. Mo- Motorola it, upgraded, but. That's it. Like LG's upgrade is being rolled yeah. by carriers. So good on NVIDIA. Yeah. Very quick to get it out there. I'm not going to sit here and talk too much about what Android 5.0 offers. It's it's neat stuff, but it's... Yeah. You know, no Android. Look up those those things if you want to learn more about that. But they did offer... Uh, they've added a green bundle to the Shield tablet. If you buy the 32-gig variant, you get um, Half-Life 2 Episode 1, Half-Life 2, and Portal included for free. The, uh, the Tegra built versions of those games which are actually really they're actually really well made but yeah actually i think i replayed through the entirety of portal when i hooked my when i did the initial review of the shield tablet should hook the shield tablet up to the tv through hdmi then use the controller to play and played all the way portal through through yeah yep. and it's like your a couch master four, right? six hour game or something like that right yeah so uh With the couch master yeah yeah, new grid. They talk a lot about the performance of the of the GeForce gaming cloud, right? Like PlayStation Now versus Grid. So you're getting 2.4 gigaflops of performance per client that attaches. That's how much you have you are able to access like if your game What does like a 980 do? Oh, way more than that. This is apparently oh, okay. equivalent to a GTX 760. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's actually pretty good and, and you know, whatever. It's. I mean, the, the fact that there's effectively a 760 connected to a tablet. Right. Right. With just a little bit of extra latency there. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a neat thing. I, I still don't know how much of it is going to be a thing. mainstream. But, yeah. uh, again, it's free through June 2015 still. Uh, so if you have one, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Would I go out and buy a Shield tablet specifically for this? 
Probably not. Yeah. Uh, but when you start to combine stuff like Android 5.0, Grid, you know, the ability to do PC game streaming, like off of your own PC games. What was that other, uh, the one before this, not on live, but then there was another one that was like Sony Bottom or Gaikai. something? Gaikai. That's Gaikai. That's Sony bought to do PlayStation so, now. So the kind of appealing thing about that was they just would make an app for like smart TVs and then you could just use like a wireless remote like a standard wireless yeah they don't do you know, controller and then that just kind of went away I think I think what happened is people realized that when you make it really really generic it, it it's not the best experience yeah I mean it, it was work it worked I yeah, was in the but, beta test I mean, but if you add 50 seconds more latency because yeah. of your hardware configuration or something like that that's sure it's gonna be because your Samsung bad. smart TV OS yeah because your 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 smart TV OS and then yeah, all the crap that happens there. But anyway, so if you've got that, uh, I would encourage you guys to check it out. Um, Jeremy, I want to know when uh, yeah. Half Life Two Episode Three comes out. Yeah, well, Shield exclusive. It'll be yeah, Shield exclusive for sure. Game. Yeah, just just, really... just after Half Life Three comes out. If it's Shield exclusive, yeah, some people might be like good. knocking on Nvidia's door. Yeah, to buy Shield tablets. No, <laughs> think of how much the money that's worth. Shower them in money. Make it happen. Uh, Gigabyte would like to offer you a product in exchange for all of your dollars. Uh, oh, just after and isn't it sexy? I, I believe it's called. named Cthulhu. It's, it's, it is a combination of totally awesome and totally weird collections of, of pieces of hardware. I like, how it comes, I like how it comes with a club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Is so that in that picture? No. You, see, you, no, you, you got to scroll down a bit for the club. Yeah. Oh. But well, like we're the looking Triforce at Club. three yeah. GTX 980s with water blocks, uh, all tied to three individual 120 or 140 millimeter radiators, enclosed in a box uh, that opens up for some is, reason. Is that three fans at the top and three fans at the bottom? I don't. I can't tell precisely. It doesn't look like there's fans on the bottom, but there could be. Um, I think it's cord management. And then you have all these nice tubes. Coming out here, right? And uh, it's a series of tubes. It is. It is a series of tubes. But notice that the graphics cards aren't in line with each other necessarily, right? It right. doesn't. It's not like when you see a custom built system where they're all three cards are installed and you've got you know little connections going between the three yeah, cards. There's three parallel circuits. There's yes, they're all going to. They're probably each going to their own radiator. Yep. Right. Uh, and those radiators do not look connected in any fashion. Uh, this is what the box looks like with no cables hanging out of it, if you will. Uh, it looks like it's got uh, fan controls and temperature monitoring and some other fancy gizmos on it. They are standard GTX 980s. They are overclocked, of course. They do require you to have a 1,200-watt power supply with six 8-pin <laughs> external a, power. A high-power power A high-power, high-power power supply. A high... High, 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 high power. High, high, high. high, high. high. Uh, it is called the GP. No, wait. This is what is it called, by the way? It's the Tri. It is the GA N980X3WA4GD Water Force Tri SLI. Oh, you think Lord. it came from Gigabyte? Gigabyte? I know, I know. It's there. Uh, yeah. So this, these are the accessories that it comes with. You've got your. <laughs> I'd like that they include a custom SLI bridge right there for through SLI. You've got some. Uh, looks like clips to keep the tubing, the piping through your system neat. Uh, we'll show you that in a second. And then this club here. It really does look like a billy club. Uh, it is used to maintain the stability of your graphics cards when it is installed <laughs> in a system. Yeah. So it's like a spring-loaded. 
locking thing. It looks like something that like you would put in a closet to hang clothes from temporarily. Uh, and so this is your typical case. It, Here is the Mammoth Behemoth collection of radiators. It just Look how it passes the, 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 the tubing in through this five and a quarter inch bay that is, you know, it's built to be extended out a little bit. Yeah. So that'll work with any case that basically has a five yeah. and a quarter inch bay. Up right. top. Obviously, you don't want to have anything else up here. It looks like it'd be pretty crowded. And then you can see the, the tubing in there and then the Billy Club that is supporting each graphics card as well. Uh so I think I wrote in here about $2,000. I'm pretty sure I need to go back to my email and confirm it's like $3,000. Hey, can, can you use that club to uh, uh, lock your car steering wheel? Yeah. yeah. See, that's, that's, where, that's what it looks like to me. What you do is you, put your, you bring your computer with you. You put yeah. it in the back seat, and you remove the club temporarily. Just put it on your steering wheel. Put it on the steering wheel. Then you can't drive to where you're going. Uh, but it's going to be about three grand, uh, and they'll launch it just after CES. So it's, you know, these cards, when you can find them, are about 600 bucks a piece. Yeah. So you're looking at $1,800 worth of video cards, plus you add in all this stuff. An extra, is that worth an extra $1,000? Probably not. Probably not. Um, I mean, water, water blocks for 980s or what was, what was it, Ken? We just looked at it. Like 130 120 yeah. 130 Okay, so you're about $300 for just that. Plus, They don't look like very good tubing. water blocks. These, well, they're covered in a plastic shroud. You have no idea. Yeah. Right? Like, that probably means they're not very big water like, blocks. That's the thing. Well, it, the coolers take up two slots. Like, uh, I know, I know well, the, the connectors, break. the connectors themselves take up two slots, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, but it's like when we when we installed the water block on the 980, it still took up two slots. Yeah, but since they're making a water cooled version, they could have like made a one slot. Yeah, they could have. They look like they're one and a half. And maybe wouldn't have needed a billy club. Got to have a billy club. It's, it, the billy club's there for yeah, the weight. Come on, of if the you, water block. It, Ken, if you had three water cooled, like the reason you don't usually need that is because if you do the hard tubing, you can use that as part of the support yeah. for the unsupported end of the yeah. card. Mm. Um, and then you connect all three cards together, right, with your tubing, like directly in series, right? If you with were doing your tubing, well, you know, whatever. No, no, we're not going there. Let's not. Uh, let's instead. Yet. Uh, we'll have Jeremy. Tie his tubes. Yes, please do. Jeremy, tell me about what has changed in the top 10 graphics, nope, top 10 games played in the month of October via Rapture. Not Raptor, Rapture. Raptor. 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 Well, not Raptor. much, and then I haven't played a single one of them, but, you know, apart from that. You've never played uh, Battlefield 4? Oh, fair enough. That's back there. It's it's holding steady at 10. You ever played uh, Republic? You never played no. Final Fantasy fourteen online? <laughs> I, I, I thought I'd done wanting it, but then I just You ever been did. to a Turkish prison? <laughs> oh. You like gladiator movies? <laughs> you ever seen a girl? You ever been to a naked? Turkish bath, Billy? <laughs> I, I, there's not really a lot of movement this year, particularly this month. Uh, Raptor does things a little differently. Uh, somebody brought up statistics uh, oh. down in the comments. That, that dirty, dirty word. Yeah. And so with Raptor, they've got about 23 million people using Raptor. And what they do is take the total number of, number of game hours played over a month and average it. Uh, Steam Charts does a much more live one. It's for the last hour. What have Steam users done? Right. So in a way, this is actually a little more accurate because it shows a month-long commitment. So what we're sort of seeing is that uh, Payday 2 has come back again. Uh, Shadow of Mordor is sort of entering in yeah, Borderlands a little bit better. Yeah. Those are new games that month. Arcage is kind of interesting in that it's been out for a while and fell down and came back up. Huh. Swotor, again, been out for a long time, fell down completely off the charts. I'm so sad to see Skyrim is gone. 
Well, you so know, a lot of the latest mods have just crashed it, and so people stop playing. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how you play Skyrim: is you mod it till it crashes. Uh, and yeah, apparently. Figure, apparently. figure out which one. So it's 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 an interesting way of looking at the gaming market. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's not subset. really one that I look at, but yeah. It's a large market, 23 million people. It must be so daunting to look at the top of this list as a game company and think, how in the hell do I get my game into the top 10? Like Battlefield 4, one yep. of the biggest releases last year, and it's like struggling to maintain a 10, right? Meanwhile, you've got Hearthstone, Minecraft, Diablo 3, Smite, Arc Age, The League of Legends thing. Counter-Strike, Dota yep. 2, WoW, and Legends. But Legends is like by so far. Yeah, I bet WoW goes oh, it up is. A, a decent chunk in percentage. That's true. For well, and this this month data must have got a little bit of Wargords a dribbler. What? Uh, no, I don't think it, it. It just came out this Tuesday. I don't know. The the WoW expansion just came out. Oh, okay, fair enough. So yeah. October wouldn't have captured yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, it's going to overtake Dota probably. I have only seen the commercials for that again. on ESPN, which is even. Moron. Uh, did they have Mr. T in them? They did not. Mm. It's all cinematic, of course. Um, real quick, Scott, he's not on the show. Nope. But he's going to be doing some stuff. What he, kind of stuff? He is doing a game jam uh, on the PewDiePie. It's like a... What? It, is that like a My Little Pony thing? It's, yeah. It's kind of like it. Is he going to be jamming with it you? It is the largest. I don't know if it's still the largest YouTube channel that exists. I think so. Like number of subscribers. Okay. All right. So they're hosting a game jam, uh, which is essentially you have, what's it, 72 hours to build a game from scratch. Sweet. It's kind of like the hackathons that Ken goes to, only it's focused on 72 PC hours. It's way too long. Yeah. Yeah. You're making a game. Well, it's yeah. it's a, a growing thing. I mean, you, you've got uh, RPS or sorry, not RPS, RPG in twenty four hours, first person shooter. And I think it's three days. You know, it's becoming sort of a common thing, and it's kind of neat to see. And uh, Scott is going to be brave enough that he says he intends to stream the whole development process live on Twitch. Really? Yeah. Whether, nice. whether or not he's successful, is he going to uh, sleep? He hopes that he will be. It will be fun and entertaining for everyone involved. Drop in, talk in the chat room, say your opinion. So, uh, barring technical issues, the stream will start around eleven fifty-five Thursday, November twentieth, which is this. Uh, that's tomorrow. Um, Manana. So tomorrow night. So apparently, it, the game jam starts Friday at twelve oh one a.m. Uh-huh. And you have 72 hours to get the game. Is done. he going to sleep doing this? I don't know. You can ask him in hip chat. I'm sure he's he going to sleep. He says he's going to sleep. Okay, wait. I think he's going to use caffeine. I want people to watch this along with me. And then whoever catches the screenshot of like, no, no, the screenshot of a, of a continuous string of letters. Like where it's just. Like about 30 hours in, there's just going to be like, just constantly, just like right in the middle of the code. It'll just be like Z's. Oh, man. It'll be epic if it's a bunch of Z's. I did constant to be 111,100. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You'll be in the middle of playing the game at the end, like, all right, show us your show us your product, Scott. You know, he fires it up, and then there's like one intro screen, nothing but Z's. It's like, <clears> oh, well, isn't that uh, how that Z Z Z Z Z Z game started? They, oh my god, I just I played that game on Commodore sixty four. Oh, or did we all? Whatever. So uh, go go uh, find this news post. It's obviously on the front page of the site. And uh, go into that chat room. I, I, I'm going to watch some of it. There's no way I'm going to watch 72 hours of it. I'm sorry, Scott. Uh, but I, I have never seen anybody make a game before. 
I think it'd be interesting just to see that whole process. He says he's going to, you know, work for a few hours that night, outlining concepts and creating assets, and then uh, go on from there. So, I think he should have to sleep at the desk so he's always on camera, if nothing else. And see that luxurious mane of yeah, hair. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Jeremy. What what the hell is this? Isotopes full immersion cabinets are hitting the market. That looks oh. impressive. What am I looking at? Come on. We have been talking about uh, mineral oil for a very long time. Uh-huh. And then we found out that 3M, as mm-hmm. 3M does, wound up mineral oil. They came out with something that was called Novec, which is a completely inert uh, liquid cooler. So yeah. full immersion cooling, boom. You drop your blade in there, and all the heat is exchanged to that. There's a bit of circulation, not from a fan, more from a pump, which then dumps out the heat into wastewater, which is then pumped away. And it's got a significantly higher thermal conductivity rate than water does, uh, although not too significant because, as I said, they are dumping it into water for the waste heat. Well, about a year ago or so, uh, we heard about Isotope that was planning on marketing this. And just what over a year mean? later, we now have the Petagen liquid cooling system. I'm in. Uh, stands for, you know, petaflop generation, right? How many interns gave their lives for this design? <laughs> Too many. The, that is a trade secret, Josh. We're, we're not allowed to reveal that. But, the, like, seriously, they are sort of saying that uh, if you properly install this, and they've got Intel behind it uh, for all of the testing and a couple of other companies behind it to just sort of get this rolling, mm. they're actually claiming that they're reducing data center uh, cooling costs from about 50% of your overhead to 2% of your but overhead. they're increasing your cost for chemicals by 6 million percent. Well, yeah, so- yeah this is not going to be cheap, and you're going to want some reinforced flooring when you put this giant <laughs> hunk of liquid because there's only 2,000 pounds of liquid in that stinking <laughs> cabinet. So the false floor I have in my data center to run cables under won't work? Well, it, it will work for about a half second, and then it's not a false floor. I just see the machine so, um, dropping it and dropping it down. So yep. I believe that Novex stuff is what used to be called floor inert. Yes. We saw that a couple uh, They've ago. tweaked it a bit, but yeah, it's floor yeah. inert. That stuff is over $600 a gallon. Oh, I'm sure it's come down by now. No. <laughs> Isn't that what uh, the guy breathed in the abyss? Uh, That's no, no but that was that oxygen. Was it held oxygen, not. Um, well, it's a, it's a floor inert type problem. Yeah, but it was heavily oxygenated. Well, I think yeah. if you try to it breathe, wasn't real. if you try to breathe floor inert, no, it you will was the rat was no, breathing yeah, under the. Uh, that was fake. No, but if you no, but if you use floor inert for that, breathing. you will die. Cameron, what? If you use floor inert for that, you will probably. Oh yeah, you probably will. Like. Yeah. That's but, and I mean, you bring up a good uh, point, Alan. It is incredibly expensive. On the other hand, if you're reducing your energy bills by that ridiculous of amount over a year, you're going to save money. Yeah, you will. Unless and you spring a leak, then it's an awful what, expensive leak. And if you uh, decide that you build this uh, in a purpose-built building, they, they're saying that the wastewater coming off is about 45 degrees Celsius. More than enough to heat the damn building. So That's everybody uh, needs to know that floor nerd is the trademarked brand name for the line of electronics coolant liquids sold commercially by 3M. They, okay. they mentioned the Abyss in the Do Wikipedia they? entry. Under the toxicity. science fiction film The Abyss postulated an experimental liquid breathing system in which the use of highly oxygenated floor inert would enable a, dr- a diver to descend to great depths. While several rats were shown actually breathing floor inert, this scene was cut in the UK as it was seen as animal cruelty. Scenes depicting actor Ed Harris using the fluid breathing apparatus were simulated. 
Those what? were simulated, but the rat was breathing because he had small enough lungs and and surface area. Yeah, the parasitic pressure didn't Humans crush his lungs. Big. <laughs> <laughs> too big. Mm-hmm. Too they don't, they big. They don't mention price in here. I wanted to. Uh, it took me a long time see, back yeah. in like. Okay, here we go. It was like 2001 when I was researching it. Uh, let's see. Because I was gonna. Because I was gonna do it. So for 11 pounds, it's 500 dollars on eBay. Suffocating in Florida would be a very extravagant way to die. Eleven pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it would take true. a long time as well. Yeah. I spent a lot of money for the suicide. Seventy-nine dollars standard shipping from outside the U.S. They're just going to ship that to you, huh? China. Going to ship that to you, huh? <laughs> Eleven pounds of it. That's uh. It's an odd way to measure a liquid, but that's I like, can it's understand. Five kilogram. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go uh, 100,000 miles outside of Earth's orbit. Can I still buy it at that price? No. Per pound? No. We don't guarantee the delivery, but... <laughs> depending, on, depending on your... Can, can I just prime your, that Your shit? height above sea level. No. So that's like, what, like 300 a gallon or something? That's, it's come down. down. All right, yeah. so uh, that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, but I won't ever see that. Yeah. Oh, it, ask so. him to send you some. Let's do the full immersion system. I don't want to... I got. I'm sensitive. They can breathe the floor, (laughs) (laughs) or else he gets the hose again. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Which is also full of fluorine. Our last story of the evening comes from Sebastian, who posted a story about Dell's new 4K monitors, which was a rumor at first, but has now since been confirmed that Dell is releasing two 4K monitors, and they are both IPS panels. Finally, 4K. But look at this. A 4K, the Dell Ultra HD P2415Q is uh, a 24-inch 4K display. Seems kind of small. For $599. Or you get a 27-inch for $699. Both IPS screens. Those aren't bad prices at all. I would agree with that. We're we're paying for TN panels right now. Uh, yeah. The monitors arrive factory calibrated 99% sRGB, according to their product pages. Uh, the great, a great option where the full 178-degree viewing angle is preferred over the existing TN 4K. And the Achilles heel, potentially, is input lag. Potentially, but you don't know that. It's Dell. You're just making that crap up? Yeah, they made 3007s that were great. Yeah, but you get three pints of Florinert. 3007s with, uh, only every, had uh, monitor. Yeah, 3007s only had one DVI in. You have no idea what these have. Yeah, the those 3011, I think, probably was have about, all the inputs. Uh, well, they might just have. If those only have DisplayPort, then maybe. But I mean, we we've proven that you can do that. You can. They just need to do it. Yeah. Right. We'll see. So, 60 hertz. Obviously, these aren't G-Sync panels or anything like that. Um, also, but, these are professional monitors, not gaming. So, who cares about input lag? Yeah, but yeah. Well, as long as you're not up into the 60s, I do. Or just, still. Don't tell me you use an ultra sharp at your at home. The 3007 with zero input lag. Yeah. Ugh. That's why snobs. Uh, I had still, it for years on a 3008. $699 for a 27 inch 4K IPS. That's that's all the other 4K monitors we have seen anywhere close to that price range are all TN. So I'm I'm pretty interested to see uh, what this is. Hopefully we can get our our grubby hands on one. All right, let's get into our picks of the week. Finally for this week. Do we have to? Yeah, no. This is. Can we what, talk about more minutia? No, this is what signals the end of the show. So we're going to do mm. this one now. Um, Still in the package. And so I don't want to talk about Minuto. We have the first thing up is Pro Pro Clip. This is a, they've been around for a while actually, uh, and it is a collection of cell phone or tablet 
mounts for cars. Okay, right. And so the the system is the first thing you do is you pick a custom phone or device holder, right? So they sell. This is actually kind of a general purpose one for specific has an adjustable range of size. It's an adjustable width, but you yeah, can, you you can screw screws it down. out and it's yeah. adjustable width. Uh, a lot of the ones for other phones are just built specifically for that width in mind. Yeah, They're like a solid custom. piece of plastic. If you don't have a random Android phone, you can buy a real case. Well, like well, like S four, S five, they have them. Yeah, uh, LG G two, G three, they have them. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll make one for this phone. It's just a matter of the fact that they actually they were, they were talking about it uh, for the um, Moto X, the second generation. They said, look, it it takes four to six weeks for us to receive Turn the new around. phone, yeah. design it, produce it, and have it ready to sell. So it's pretty um, cool. It's, it's a pretty quick turnaround. It's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. So I was. Uh, not patient enough. So I ordered one of the generic ones, general purpose ones that's not quite exact fit, but you can adjust it so that it's the right size. But then what you do is you then uh, buy the mounting clip for your specific car. Hmm. Right? And so this will attach to uh, a part of the dash molding or one of the air vents, right? It'll kind of like clip into one of the air vents or something like that. So you have to like look your car up. Yeah, you actually look oh. up your car and you give it the model year and all that stuff, and it will tell you which one. So this one is for uh, 2008 and above Sequoias or 2007 and above Tundras, hmm. right? So uh, I ordered one for the Volt now that I won't be driving this truck very often, but I have this this clip. Uh, and they're all that they, you know. There's all different ones. They're not super cheap. This part is about thirty dollars, and this part was about thirty five dollars, I yeah. think. But you're getting a custom. Well, not in this you know. case, but I mean, it's close, right? And so I guess what I'm saying is when you do that, you have this part for your car and then all of the clips that they make attach. Yeah, it's like four screw that. holes, like a flange, basically. Yeah. So, um, and they also, I think, can, they sell some cases for phones? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's a different company that does that. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. can't remember. Um, I know those guys make, uh, like... Those brackets for phones with cases as well, like they have some. Yeah, you know. Okay. So the idea is, when you get in your car, you just kind of slot just it in. And some of the ones in. for the more popular phones have like power connectors built into. Yep, them. but they're right. they're more expensive though. Yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but it'll yeah. come with the cables like integrated, like in the spot that it would plug mm-hmm. into the phone, in the in the right spot. So it is more like a dock at that point. You just like stick the phone in, and it connects everything up. Yeah, you know, and then it just. Which That's is it. cool. Uh, so for about seventy to eighty bucks, you can get something like that. So yeah, and they sell them for tablets. So if you need to have your iPad sitting there blocking <laughs> just, just two air vents or your access. iPhone six plus, yeah, your Tesla thing. D yeah. wannabe. Exactly, just block <laughs> everything out. Uh, you can do that if you want. So uh, that's ProClipUSA.com. Uh, although they do sell in other countries as well. So, Jeremy, well. Uh, I, I cannot really hold my excitement for this because that physics demo turned internet sensation turned small, broken, and stupid game is getting even better for free. <laughs> you are about to get the GOAT MMO simulator for free in like about five, six hours now. I, I just can't wait. It's measurably better than the world records of Dribblor because you can hit level 101. You can play a walking microwave. These guys, I'm sorry, for something they're making very little money off of, it is absolutely freaking brilliant. They're taking this running gag and turning it into utter brilliance, and you should watch this trailer if you haven't. 
You can choose between warrior, rogue, magician, hunter, and microwave. Those are your Correct. <laughs> level cap is 101, one level higher than you know hey, what. Ryan, can we do a game stream of this instead? I think maybe we should. Because <laughs> dozens oh. of quests, level up 100 times and play five different classes. That's a ton of content. You do the math. We all went to high school. Well, I didn't, but I was too busy huffing paint behind the cafeteria. Uh. <laughs> Probably not tons of content, though, but don't hate. Be cool. <laughs> I mean, these are the guys who said, we're not going to turn this into some sort of GTA 5 thing. Oh, and it, it, It's gone so long. And the, this is part of their patch. This is the 1.2 patch. They're just going to toss this in here. Faction warfare between goats and sheep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Fetch apples for a Steve Jobs lookalike. MMO yeah. simulation so good you'll think it's real. <laughs> there are even elves and dwarves like in that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Coffee Stain Studios just look at the microwave class. Brilliant with this. Look at oh, that. if you watch the little demo, <laughs> that you can see the microwave class in action. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my lord! Oh, look at that hat! I like that hat. It's nice. It's a magician. That's box. a magician. Oh, I get it. Uh, there he is. There's the microwave. Oh my gosh! That's a playable race. Oh, level up. And it got serious. Old Goat Mountain. All right, that's pretty good. All right, Josh. Me. <clears throat> so MSI came out with this. It's a GTX 970, but it's the gold series. Ooh. It's got to be good because it's gold. Sure. It looks it's gold plated. And if you, if you put too much gold on it, it'll suffocate naturally. That looks orange. Gold know. finger. Then, uh, if you're a proctologist, it's cold <laughs> fingers. So uh, is this overclocked? What's 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 gold about it? It's overclocked. It's special. Uh, <laughs> it's special. Special plated cooling, better colors that make it distinctive. Mm. You know, I don't know. It's interesting. I saw it. It's for yeah. sale. It is for sale. It is and, available uh, to purchase right now. Add to cart. Yeah. Yeah. Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. See what the specs. Three ninety nine. Of course, you know how can you resist a number like three ninety nine and say it. With passion. Newegg's sight has been broken for me all day. Like Damn Newegg. When I was trying to buy that SSD you linked earlier and like I couldn't get it to work, I'd open up in an incognito window. Everything was jacked up. That's jacked. They yeah. know it's you. They do know it's me. They're messing with you. All right, last. Yeah, but you got excited about that SSD. It was 32.8 cents per gig. Yeah, but I think... Getting it, close to your 30 cents. I think they canceled the code, so... They probably did. We're, yeah, we're without. Yeah. That, so, so uh, I was trying to get an ROG Swift. Right, yep. remember that? I do for like months. I remember it every day. And then I was just waiting for it to be in stock, and I was like, ah, fine, I'll just wait more. And then uh, I found the site, which is called nowinstock.net. Okay. Um, interesting. It was weird, but uh, apparently there's a site that will check the various vendors for you. And then when the thing you're looking for that's not in stock shows up for the target price that's there in that little list there, like, you know, because you can in, or get ROG except Amazon third party for like, you know, over oh a God, grand, you know, but they have, but they list Amazon third party separate from 
Amazon proper. Sure. Right? Smart. So you can, and actually, if you create an account, there's like just a free account thing you can make with them, like you sign up with them or whatever. Yep. And I haven't, they haven't spammed me about anything. You just sign up, make an account, and then you can have your choice of email, uh, in browser, it does some kind of Java thing in the browser. So like if you have the tab open, it can That's alert you. So in here, I can see um, it. It's, yep. It updates every minute. Yep. Or they, they can email you, they can do browser alert, or they can even send you texts. Hmm. Um, once you've signed up, you have to sign up to get like the texts or whatever. But you can choose which ones. Like I was watching Newegg and Amazon. Right. Right. And I was waiting for it to show up in stock. I like that. I can tell that the ROG Switch was in stock today at uh, just after noon. Yeah, and you can kind of tell that they're they were being in stock more lately. Like mm-hmm. you can actually see the the toggling on and off. I didn't realize that sites were doing that. Like that. That's how it was actually happening. Like they would make it in stock for like twenty minutes. And then, oh, it's out of stock. And then, like, maybe somebody scans more in that just showed up on a shipment. Yeah. And then, poof, in stock. Okay, you know, and then... Yeah, that's true. In stock, it was in stock for all of 11 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we've got 578 pre-orders, but it was in stock for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was through that. That's, like, how I actually, huh. you know, found, yeah. you know... Bought the one I bought. Best Buy had them. Who thought Best Buy? Uh, d- okay, don't do Best Buy because everybody. I've, there's actually comments on this site. Mm-hmm. There's like comments under. If you scroll through them, you can see like uh, one guy bought it on pre-order, or not pre-order. Like showed it on, in stock for Best Buy, and like he ordered it, and they hadn't shipped it, and it had been like three weeks, and then eventually they just canceled a shipment because like somehow Best Buy's just system isn't working anywhere near as proper as Newegg or Amazon for stuff that well, just came in. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best Buy doesn't seem equipped to be able to handle that kind of like in and out of stock sure. thing. Um, but, you know, seems like a cool site. And there's a beta thing. If you kind of dig around on there, mm-hmm. uh, not on this page particular, but like there's some kind of way, maybe after you've signed up, to point it to a specific product other than one that they've already made a page for. Like, say, there's something else that's out of stock on Amazon, right? Like a product that's not in their database. Yeah, they, they haven't had so much demand that they made it a thing. True. Uh, you might actually be able to add it and get the alerts for it, huh. you know, yourself. And I imagine they probably watch that, and once they see a bunch of people have added some particular right. item, they probably will make the page for it, you know? Yeah, this is pretty cool. Like, they've got a GTX 980 tracker that lists yeah. like, all the ASUS models, the EVGA models, Gigabyte. Holy crap, look at that. MSI, PNY, Zotac, and yeah. then... Uh, that's kind of cool. So that's you can neat. see like what's in stock, out of stock, where, right? You know, and yeah, yeah. That seems that's, like a neat little tool. That's pretty cool. If you're looking for a deal, you know, it actually shows all the current prices too, if, right? So if, if somebody if by a deal you mean retail price. Well, no, I mean, if it goes for a sale price or something, it, you'll see it in that list at the lower price for that same item. Right. Like if the new egg yeah. drops their price by fifty bucks. I, I was just talking about the Swift and how people are marked. Oh up. yeah, yeah. for that market. Yeah. That was the thing. I didn't want to buy a Swift marked up because you can get one on eBay for like eleven hundred bucks. That's yeah, kind of ridiculous. Up, Let's check the retail. GTX four seventy. Where is that in stock? Four seventy. <laughs> I don't know. That's what the page is for. It's not know. in stock because this they tracker don't make them turned anymore. off. If you need it back on, let us know. I need it on immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, need a four seventy. I need it now. So I need wait, to know. these guys were around. And tracking a 470, like, and we didn't that long ago. Because oh, I'd, like, never heard of this site until, like... Nobody wanted a 470, so... Uh, I guess. It's very possible. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up the episode for this week. Uh, coming up, we will not have an episode next week. It is Thanksgiving holiday. Unless, Jeremy, you want to do it by yourself, um, you're, you're free to. Are, are you brave enough to let that happen? 
I, I'm not entirely sure who's going to control the stream, but just do another. Apparently, that's we'll my just, responsibility. We'll just do a hangout, bro. At least that's what the yeah. say. Yeah, we did hangouts. What was that? A hundred podcasts ago or something? I don't know. I wasn't here. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so uh, we won't have an episode next week, but we'll be back the week after that. Everybody in the U.S. have a good holiday there. But still, if you if you or maybe you're going to miss a week. And you're going to be forgetful about signing up for that stream. Go to pcper.com slash subscribe and fill out that form, name and email address, uh, and sign up for that mailing list. And literally, that's all we do is send you when we do live streams. If we happen to do a uh, GOAT MMO simulator live stream. <laughs> or that or, MMO, that other MMO. Or a uh, Far Cry 4 stream or Dragon Age Inquisition stream. Uh, bo- Inquisition stream. Well, uh, both those games have been getting really good reviews. I'm kind of interested to play. I haven't played. FC4 is good. You're playing it? playing it yeah, yeah. i haven't yeah. i have a key it looks good it and it doesn't crash and it's not like all eyeball and and gums people <laughs> and, so you're saying uh, it's better than you have you noticed any stuttering or anything yet or no it, it stutters less than far cry 3 which far cry 3 was pretty awful it was it was not pretty it, awful it was it was awful. not smooth it was not smooth no. yeah uh but this is it's okay. nice good um so we'll, we'll we'll maybe try to do something this week or, or next. Uh, okay. In that regard, because there is co-op, but I don't know how far there you have to play to get to co-op. So, uh, PCPer.com slash podcast, PCPer.com slash uh, live, uh, I don't know, YouTube.com slash PCPer, uh, I don't know, all those things. Go to those places. Go to PCPer.com <laughs> and see what is there and what's interesting. Uh, and thank you guys for hanging out, hanging out with us live at the, the live stream page, and we look forward to it. Won't be here next week. We'll see you in two weeks, everybody. I'm Ryan Trout. I'm a Capricorn named Jeremy Hellstrom. My name's Josh. I'm a Leo. I like big trains. And I'm Alan Malatano. <laughs> <laughs>